The Bear family usually did things together Saturday morning, but not this Saturday. Brother and sister were sitting on the front steps. Mama had said beans to them since breakfast. I wanted to end it there just because I, I thought beans for breakfast was very, like, <laughs> it's very British. And I wanted to lend a little, like, continental flair to the episode. I was trying, I was sitting here trying to think if my parents ever said that because it was not unfamiliar. Beans. I don't think, Hadn't said beans. I don't think I've ever used the expression, he never said beans. My mom only talked beans to me. <laughs> a, continu- a continuous stream of beans at breakfast time. <laughs> Issuing forth from mother's mouth. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week, this show is going to the beans. I, I was going to say going <laughs> to the dogs, and then I stopped myself because that was be a ridiculous thing to say. Uh, because, I mean, the show, okay, the show dogs in bear country is like a whole thing there have been books written about dogs in bear country about the bears getting dogs uh in the detective series the bears use a dog they use the dog snuff uh as their like sort of personal like little like uh greyhound or basset what's the smelling a dog called not a greyhound a, a basset hound a bass is it a basset hound is that a sniffer dog I, th- I think they do that okay okay uh, their own personal corpse sniffer dog. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but this book, th- this week's book, is so focused on dogs, I just, I was at a loss for how to handle it. And so I thought to myself, who could I bring on this show who whose very being drips with dogs, who knows dogs <laughs> so well that they, they open their mouth and do beans come out? No, but dogs come out. And, and I thought, I know two people who can talk dogs. And you may have heard them on their hit podcast, PredictoCast, but you may not have heard them on their other podcast, which is super special because it's all about dog movies. Hot diggity dog. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back onto the show, Josh and Brian. Welcome back, guys. Oh, I'm so glad to be here uh, with all these friends and beans and dogs and bears. (laughs) You're, you're so beans. glad to bean here. <laughs> no, no. Hot digging All right, beans. we're going to have to start Goodbye. over. Goodbye. Good to see everyone. Bye-bye. We're going to have to stop. Yeah, let's start over. We're just going to forego all bean talk. From... <laughs> I didn't think beans would be the theme of the show. I thought dogs would be. I've been thinking about those beans, though. <laughs> we can end it there. Cut. <laughs> Please stop rolling the beautiful bean footage. We are done. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> Why were you were you sitting on the beautiful bean footage reference this whole time? I I, I can't sit because I've had too many beans. <laughs> so this week's book is the Runamuck Dog Show, and it is a it is another of our uh, Berenstain Bears stepping stone book, sort of a chapter book. I mean, it is a chapter book, but it's not a big chapter book. It's from two thousand one, uh, the same series that has included the Goofy Goonie Guy, uh, the Wrong Crowd, and. And uh, too small for the team. We are back, but this book, this book is something else. And guys, first thought, first thing, what are your first thoughts on the Runamuck Dog Show? So, Phil, when you told me about this book, you said to me, "There's two versions. Uh, there's the original version, and there's the the real, the one with religion added in." Yes. <laughs> what? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll get. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. We'll get good. to that. But 
regardless of faith, you mentioned that the only thing that was different was they removed all the references to dog poop. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, I can't imagine the ending of this book without the dog poop because it's I'm all about. I that agree. Dog poop. What el- what else would there be at the end if it weren't for that? <laughs> Piles and piles of dog. They don't just they don't dance around it. Like they say poop. Like just it's just poop. It's poop. Dog poop. Yeah, it, it's and a lot of it, like in volume and quantity, at the end of this book. Yes. Like it's just that is the the end result of what happens in this book is poop. <laughs> and I just have trouble like trying to picture an ending that ends quite as impactfully as that. <laughs> Well, we're going to have to wait to get there uh, because that's the end. And that's when we'll be covering the uh, the differences between the. Well, that is I mean, the end is where the poop comes. So, oh, yep. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, Skinner, that you when you started talking about two different versions of the book, I thought you were going to say that there was an updated one with like uh, uh, more modern references, because I was. I was totally taken out when they started talking about the church printer and someone had a cell phone. <laughs> right. And I was like, everything leading up to this has felt so very quaint and and very kind of old, out of time almost. And then when characters are talking about cell phones and using printers, I was like, wait, when did this book come out? And it's like 2001. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I can see it. But it just feels so strange to think about the Berenstain Bears having cell phones. <laughs> When did they? I don't even remember the cell phones. I remember the printer because they kind of make a big deal of pointing that out. Uh, someone calls someone on a cell phone when when sort of the when the cats get out of the bag. Oh oh oh! And oh. Uh, yeah, and things things go a little wild, and someone uses their cell phone, I think, to call the authorities. The authorities, because because as we will have to mention in this story again, uh, the police do get called out. And uh, and uh, we we have to deal with Baron Stain, we're Bear Town's uh, uh, constant police presence uh, at the uh, yeah. We, uh, there's not just a they don't just call the police like the police are a presence at the church fair to begin with. The police are worried about the church fair. I get that once again talking about the ending. Everyone was right to be worried about the church fair. I don't know. <laughs> If there's a minute in my life that I have ever been worried about a a dog show or b a church fair, <laughs> I've never been concerned about what would happen there. But you know, like <laughs> like philosophically, though they are like oil and water. They are like they are they are theologically opposed concepts. Dog shows and church fairs. So when you put them together, you're gonna get some kind of outsized reaction that will involve running, screaming, and poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean. That is pretty much the plot of All Dogs Go to Heaven, right? We haven't covered that on our show yet. No. Like, I can't be sure. <laughs> I think didn't the same since since churches and uh, dog shows are so or church fairs rather and dog shows are so diametrically opposed. The same year, I think this is true. The same year that Best in Show came out, mm. there was a, mo- a knockoff movie called Church Fair. Oh yeah, and uh, I no, there wasn't. Oh, oh. I'm just making all that up. <laughs> that is the weirdest joke and walk down I've ever heard in my entire life. Because that it took like me a while to get happen. there. It wasn't good. <laughs> I think that could happen though. There, there, there have to have been like the asylum put that right. out. But you know, like. Let's improvise. Like, oh, the Christopher Guest is doing these improv movies. Our church can certainly improvise a hilarious movie about it. You know that's happened. <laughs> oh, oh, that absolutely like, is like happened. Christopher Host. 
Oh, stop it. Christopher, holy ghost. I have a question for you guys about faith and religion before we start about this book. Are any of the saints, to your knowledge, actually dogs? Besides the obvious? Yes. Besides the St. Bernard. Right. (laughs) My question is, are any other dogs saints? Are are they trying hard enough? (laughs) Are there any other animals that are just like, no, this is St. Sobot. This is... Is there a dog who's like this is cleric so and so? This is a this dog is like a, 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 there's Bishop Bishop Regamuff. right? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems now I think about it, that's a weird thing to call a dog. It's like oh this is a this is a Pekingese, this is a Basset Hound, this is Saint Bernard. <laughs> like oh oh boy, <laughs> its breed is a dude's name right. and title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Gentlemen, what is this book about? Uh, well, okay. So I have to say that, yes, it is about a church fair. It's about the kids wanting to be involved in something. Yeah. Because they see their, they see their family, their, their, their mom and, and pop doing stuff with the church fair and they, their friends' families involved and every, seem, seemingly every kid in town, they're, their family is somehow involved in this church fair. Right. And they want to be involved in some way. And so they start trying to figure out things that they can do uh, to to be involved. And what I was going to say is that it seems to come together very rapidly uh-huh. and very quickly and without much effort or or like concern for them and everyone else involved. I liked it how where it was like, it's Friday and there's lots of stuff that needs to be done, but it got done, so it's fine. Yeah. My question to you guys will be at the end of this book, if this book is about brother and sister wanting to be involved in something in the community and something with the, that their family is involved in and their friends are involved in, were they wrong to want this? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> every the, the, the characters who we consider the rational adults were worried that it was going to happen. They they were they were not on board with it one hundred percent. And then, through no real fault of any character in the book who isn't a villain, it all falls apart. Yes. So, are we supposed to say like, well, poop happens, mm-hmm. or <laughs> perhaps the Cubs should have just never tried? So was this was this a doomed idea from the get go? I was concerned the entire time where Mo- Mom Bear was saying like, but she worried. Yeah, and the the police were like, "But we're worried," and I was like, "But what?" <laughs> and then it falls apart. But there's no way they thought like, "Well, if so, if someone's going to have a dog show, what if the t- the town bullies release cats?" Yeah, because dogs and cats are magnets, and you're just asking for. It. There's nothing. They wouldn't have that worry. They right. wouldn't have that specific worry. So what were they worried about? Well, let's get to that when we get to that. No, let's answer that right now. <laughs> you know what I love? I love cakes and pies. Let's talk about cakes and pies. Well, I have a question, which is they talk, they make a big deal. Like every year the church fair happens and every year everyone has their roles. And I'm like, how has this not been an issue in the past then? Haven't the kids felt left out every single year? They're you older would, now. Y- yeah. Oh, that's maybe it. But yeah, you would think that they... Maybe they just enjoyed going. They enjoyed the the sort of practice of it, like going and being there with all the food and all the 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 people around, and they were fine with it. But but like Brian is saying, if they were older, maybe they feel like they're being left out now. They're kind of in that weird 
I don't know, like, since I was last on your show yeah. some three years ago, I have not kept up with these books. I'm glad that they're still going. Um, I'm glad that you're still doing this show. Uh, <laughs> That's what a lot of people say to me. Um, we, we would worry for you if you stopped. How's yeah. that? As friends. But but maybe they're – I don't know what, like, canonically their ages are supposed to be, if they sort of freeze in place kind of like most cartoon characters, or if they do sort of get older, but maybe they're in this weird zone where, like, they're not yet adults, they're kind of adolescents, but not teenagers, and so they're sort of in that weird spot of, like, I want to be a grown-up, but I still like having fun and – that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, as far as I can, like, sort of suss out, even though it's never been officially stated, uh, because they always say, like, brother and sister are forever six and eight years old or whatever. But, like, obviously, oh, that's much younger than I thought. Well, no, because obviously in the chapter books, especially, they are clearly older than a young elementary school age. Like, especially in the big chapter books where they're dating and, like, Oh yeah, getting into trouble with the law. <laughs> like, that's they are they are clearly at least junior high school ish like sister maybe like fifth grade brother like seventh or so like is how i kind of see it sixth or seventh like yeah that makes sense yes i mean i'm thrown off by an illustration on page four in this book where uh sister looks bigger than brother (laughs) okay if we're gonna talk about illustrations i need to talk about (laughs) the illustration of fred and sort of how his glasses lay on his face when you're viewing him from like a top-down three-fourth angle. Which page? Uh, it is. There's a there's a couple of pages you can see it. Uh, Eighteen has a good example of the way that Fred's glasses oh, yeah. sit on his face. It's such a strange visual, and I w- it took me a second to wrap my brain around <laughs> what I was saying. There's another one on twenty-six where there's like three different shots of it, and I was like, I don't. It's sort of that weird thing when you see when you see cartoon characters from the, like a straight on view when you're so used to seeing them from a, from an angled view for for your entire you yeah. know the entire runtime of a show and then they happen to look straight at the camera for one second and you're like whoa so, this doesn't look right. So what Josh is referring to is uh, there are a few moments in this book where cousin Fred is shown looking away from the reader as he's at like a three quarter angle, uh, sort of like off at an angle, and his glasses are drawn. I can see what they're going for. Like, I, Yeah, I see it, but it just took me so long it, it, to it, register what that was. Because you're only seeing half the glasses, and they're on one side of the snout. And you're used to not having to think of the Berenstain Bear characters as having actual protruding snouts, although they obviously yes. do. It suddenly makes you very aware of the fact that these faces, like really stick out very far (laughs) it's it's that weird thing of whenever they they try to take a two-dimensional cartoon character or a comic strip or something like that and then trans translate it into three dimensions and it just something is off because then you have to start thinking about the the geometry of their faces and like how they exist in three-dimensional space (laughs) and it's just very strange i don't like thinking of the berenstain bears existing in three-dimensional space (laughs) It weirds me out. <laughs> um, so, uh, so they get the idea to do a dog show because they've like gone to like quiz all their friends about what they think they should do for the church fair, and the one thing they've noticed is that all of a sudden, every single bear in Bear Town has a dog. Lucky them. 
and this is I mean we what I don't I have a dog I have a dog podcast. I don't have a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Me weird, either, which is very sad. Do you have a dog, Josh? No, I don't. I I I it's very strange that we both decided to do a dog podcast despite not owning dogs. I kind of think of it like all the movie star dogs who are mostly passed away if you think about it really hard. Right. <laughs> yep. That, but they were now they, I they, am. they're all they are all spiritually our dogs now. <laughs> well, I was just thinking why do people do podcasts? You do podcasts because you're do, you you want to do something about something that you can't personally obtain. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to write a successful children's book series, but I'll talk about one. I can't make movies, but I'll talk about them. So maybe it's yeah, like... That's, that's fair. I don't have a dog, but I can do a whole show about cute dogs. That's true. And then our other show, we could never, uh, we could never write a successful movie, but we predict how they're going to yeah. go. <laughs> I mean, I, I have said on the show many times, you can go on to IMDb, you can check my entry, which doesn't exist, and see exactly how many eight-star <laughs> movies that I have either created, directed, or starred in. It's zero, which is the same amount of movies that are eight stars that have been directed by famed actor Rip Torn. I was going to say you could never produce an Eric Roberts, but you probably you guys probably could produce an Eric Roberts film. Like, I mean, we, oh, man. We, we've paid him to do things. Yes, it has happened. <laughs> that is that is the literal definition of producing an Eric Roberts movie. Is we paid oh, we Eric Roberts it. to do something. We paid him to do a cameo. Yeah, <laughs> we produced a cameo with Eric Roberts. So there you go. Like that. Yeah. So like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my theory is incorrect. So they they go around town. They talk to all their friends. We meet some wonderful big dogs. We meet we meet a giant dog and a yappy dog. We meet uh we meet two gigantic wolfhounds. Um, just dogs, dogs everywhere. Dogs named Cuddles. Dogs named Yasha and Sasha. Uh, just some amazing dogs, and they all have talents. Well, some just, of them have talents. Yeah, some of them have talents. Also, uh, there's so many dogs in Bear Town. You might as well change the name of the town to Dog Town, or Dog, and then everybody can go skateboarding. Who do you think would win in a fight? the The residents of Dog Town or the residents of Dogville? Oh God! So, uh, one thing that I noticed. Uh, so the kids get the idea to do the dog show, and everyone starts trying to train their dogs to do things. Fred has snuff. Uh, Lizzie Bruin has a dog named uh, has a dog named Taffy, and she's trying to teach Taffy to fetch. And so she gets her brother Buzz to fetch for the to, to show the dog how to fetch. And what's interesting, and this will mean absolutely nothing to either of you, is it's <laughs> is it's already been firmly established in the books that Lizzie Bruin's brother is named Barry. Barry Bruin <laughs> is Lizzie Bruin's brother. He's a goofball. He's the class clown. And all of a sudden, in this book, her brother's name is Buzz, and I'm I'm, th- I'm I'm very much thrown by this because he's behaving like Barry. And so, my question for you guys is: Is Buzz a nickname for Barry? Absolutely. No one's name is Buzz. Anyone out there named Buzz? I <laughs> heart full heart. I apologize to you. You're a fine <laughs> name. You're a fine person. Please do not be upset. But also at the same time, no one's name is really Buzz. Buzz Aldrin's name isn't Buzz. It's his real so name. So that's is Bear. what happened. Barry. <laughs> 
Barry found out he 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 did a a, a school report on Buzz Aldrin, oh. and then he was like walking around going, "Hey, call me Buzz now." And it's just he's introducing everyone. He's introducing himself to everyone as Buzz oh. now, even though they all know him as Barry. He's like, "Come on, I'm Buzz now." He's like really trying to reinvent himself. Maybe he's about to go into a new grade or a new school. And he's got to, like, uh, you know, set himself up for success by coming in with this new identity because no one knows him there. That does sound like something that Barry Bruin would do, actually. <laughs> I, I would enjoy that in this alternate universe that there is a Buzz Aldrin because often there are, you know, one to one things. Yeah. And his name is just Buzz Aldrin. Isn't he in like one of the like in Arthur or something too? Yes, he was on an episode of Arthur. Most of us have been. I'm yeah. sorry that you haven't, Phil. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so all the dogs are learning new tricks, and uh, Butch Babs Babs Bruins dog Butch is learning to play frisbee. Wow, you pulled that one off. Yep, barely. Um, Babs Bruno, who's fa- who's okay. So Babs Bruno's father. <laughs> Babs Bruno's father is police chief Bruno, who of course. begins to have a presence in the story. Because as we noted before, the police chief is very worried about a dog show happening at a church fair. That there, is, there should have been some sort of history thing. Like, oh, we tried a dog show like 20 years ago. And ooh, yeah. things went things went really bad. And, and no, one will know, no one will say exactly how they went bad <laughs> or whatever until the end when... You know, stuff goes crazy, and then the dogs poop everywhere, and they're like, oh, it's just like the last dog show. Yep, with two-ton Grizzly, when he released a bunch of cats. Yes! Uh, See? So I was going to say, like, uh, we had a dog show, but that was back when the dogs still had sentience. and <laughs> Before we won. And it was very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> because as we know, at one point, there were like just like dog people walking around bear country as well, so something happened. I'm, I'm very oh. curious about the the name Doctor Hairball. <laughs> is that a cat person? That, like, I mean, did they? Is that is that? A, I'm assuming. So, when did they get rid of other talking animals in these books? Uh, the last talking. So that's kind of a weird question because talking animals still pop up. Every once in a while in in this era, uh, in fact, I did a book not too long ago. I can't remember uh, which one it was. Uh, it was Brother Bear was trying out for a softball team or baseball team, and he ended up joining like a neighborhood group of, of animals. And it wasn't just cubs. It was like other animals, which, of course, led to the uncomfortable question of are other animals not allowed on the Little League team? But <sighs> the idea is... Uh, you know, when this books first started being written, there were all kinds of animals. And then gradually over the years, they were whittled down to like every once in a while, like the skunk would move in next door or like the beavers would move in. Uh, and then eventually it was just the bears. And the only thing I could work out is that if you move, if a bunch of bears start moving into a, an, a, an area with a bunch of, with a, with a variety of animals, and then they named the area Bear Town. <laughs> like there's there's like kind of this unwelcoming like feel to that now. Like at this point, you're like maybe it's just best if we move to Skunkville or Pig Pig Pigland or wherever we're going at this point. I mean, 
when the writing on the wall is probably literally writing on the wall, (laughs) (laughs) you should probably pick up on what they're dropping. Unfortunate implications, uh, which we've also covered. So (laughs) the, uh, so there's just there's a bunch of kids that I've never met before. Sam McNabb has a giant sheepdog named Cuddles, who is who is. Uh, I wish the dog was named Sam McNabb instead. <laughs> <laughs> Annie Dobbs have, has a Scotty dog named Scotty, uh, who does Real not, clever. Who 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 would probably speak with a Scottish accent if it could speak. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's Billy, Billy Bearson, who has a poodle named Fifi. Uh, and these are all just like kids who just come out of the woodwork. We've never like met most of these kids. I think Billy Barrison's been mentioned, but uh, when when you have a story like this, all of a sudden you got to populate it with kids. And my my big thing is like there are other cubs. There's like Ferdy Factual and just other cubs who've appeared in the books. And I just I I'm fascinated by like their insistence on creating completely new continuity and canon for each separate book series they do it's like nope in the new chapter books there's different cubs and a different setup (laughs) and the cubs behave different ways and it seems like a lot of work for people who've been writing these books for 50 years you'd think you'd almost fall into like a pattern at least like oh i've just been writing this way so i'll just continue to like i don't want to think of a new name right that that like yeah even as like any teenager like, you know, you sit down, like, I'm going to be a writer before you. I'm not talking about real writers who actually can think up real names. Like, God bless them. They're actually talented. <laughs> like, you know, like regular ass teenager. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to be a writer. And the first thing you do is, OK, I got to think of names. And all you can think of is your friend's names. That's it. <laughs> is that why all of your books, all the books you've written are just about some guy named Josh? <laughs> They're just all Josh and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is oh, I do have to ask: Is Queen McBear or Queenie McBear? Uh-huh. Is that a character that comes back? Yes, uh, Queenie is a okay. She's a main character. She's older, slightly older than the other cubs. She dates too tall on and off. Uh, they oh, they have okay. a they have an intense relationship uh, that involves a lot of them like dating other cubs to make the other one jealous. Um, oh, but uh, Queenie was showed up. In the Bermuda Triangle book, when Bermuda moves into town, <laughs> and she's an even older cub, and she's dating cool Carl King. And I only bring this up because I love talking about Bermuda and cool Carl King, uh, who is a bear who wears a leather jacket and has uh, shoplifts. <laughs> I only brought her up because her dog is named Hot Dog, uh, which, by the way, we have a podcast called Hot Diggity Hot Dog, Diggity where we dog. talk about dog movies. <laughs> And Hot Dog is also the name of like the dog from the Archie comics. It's Jughead's dog. Oh, I mean that always that always upset me because it always came with the idea that there was a chance, an outside chance that at some point Jughead would eat his own dog. <laughs> <laughs> now, Does Queenie McBear love hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> She's the wimpy of Bear Town. <laughs> She'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. That's her whole shtick. Okay, I, we're, we're we mentioned too tall. Her her paramour. Yes. Um, I was really hoping because in chapter three we we come upon the too tall gang being chased out of the dime store yep. in 2010. There's a dime store. <laughs> there's cell phones and a dime store. Twenty two two thousand one. It's the same. If it has the same amount of digits, the same digits, it's just in different order. It's, it's all the same. Different order, so it's it might as well be twenty. They're two thousand. They're, they're both Arthur C. Clarke novels. We can be okay with it. <laughs> it's fine. 
It's fine, Josh. Anyway, <laughs> gotta get the facts straight. Although 2010, straight. 2010 blatantly contradicts 2001 in many places. I just want to point that out. But Clark said they are separate in, continuities. They just share a common storyline in both film and reality. No. In any case, what were you, what were you saying about Arthur C. Clark, Brian? Oh, Arthur C. Clarke shows up being chased out of the dime store. He is up to no good. <laughs> Darn you, Arthur and, C. Clarke! <laughs> and like they say, like I wonder what they did. And they like with the Arthur C. Clarke gang, you never know, said brother. <laughs> and then they go, they go upon their their way for like four or five more chapters with nothing back from Too Tall. Yeah, I was really hoping as I watched the pages keep going and going. Like I'm getting about seventy percent through this wait all the way through this book. I hope Too Tall never comes back. I hope they had, a, they had a, a side moment where they saw, huh, Too Tall getting kicked out of that dime store again. Anyway, church sale, let's never think of him again. And that is exactly where it would have ended with him. Well, guys, I can, that, yeah, I can tell you that I know exactly what Too Tall and the gang were up to. Because oh, I was about to make a joke about it being like a reference to like, he's doing something else. In we'll the, tell you next time. In last week's book, The Berenstain Bears, The Wrong Crowd, where Brother gets caught up with Too Tall and the gang, we learn all about their junkyard clubhouse and what they're doing back there. And what we learned was that they were reveling in their stolen goods, which is stuff that they take stuff they had taken from the dime stores. <laughs> and literally 30 to 40 cents worth of merchandise <laughs> no because they had piles and piles of cartons of stolen cigarettes whoa wow <laughs> there were stacks of fresh packs of cigarettes stacks and stacks Stack. there were piles of comic books candy bars and chewing gum uh, and this is the book where they got brother to start smoking with them. And there's a great photo. He, there's a great drawing of the, all the cubs sitting around smoking. <laughs> they were just going to flavor country. Yep. <laughs> now there's always this question from the, you know, the different kinds of formats of these books, uh, at how much of a actual bad person or bear, mm -hmm. like the bad bears are, is it ramped up in these books? Cause it's too tall. This is, he seems outright out for evil in this book. Like mm -hmm. he, he's, he's the devil. He has two devils on both shoulders. Four devils. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is definitely more of an agent of chaos in these books. Uh, in the wrong crowd, of course, he is stealing uh, and getting brother to smoke. Also, you find out that on the on the trail it, through the woods to their clubhouse, uh, the trees are filled with pants. And what these are the pants oh. of all the cubs who have. Uh, who have crossed too tall in the gang at some point. They've all been pantsed and had their pants thrown up into the trees. And then they He keeps them as as <laughs> totems. <laughs> totems. It's like the it's like the Blair Witch only with pants. Um When you pants someone, you, you you leave it around their ankles. You don't take off the pants. He's taken off they don't have shoes to pull them over, so it's easier in Bear Town. That's true. That's true. I've I've never thought about the logistics of being pants if you're a bear. I think I don't think it's that either. I think because of the way they set it up that Too Tall demands pants. Like I think it's more like <laughs> take off your pants and then <laughs> and then he throws them up in the tree and sends you home through town. Uh, like I think that's the kind of bully he is in these books. He's far more sinister than he is in the storybooks. Like I expected him when we come upon him in the uh, the junkyard clubhouse to be up to some mischief but the fact that he was basically like i'm going to ruin the entire town's time in front of the police 
Right. Was a like and he also has a, there was, he also has a throne in this book which he hasn't had before. <laughs> I do like a good throne. It, it makes him seem like the shredder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so if we're if we're talking about that and kind of them being there, uh did it just seem like fate was conspiring against the bear cubs? Uh, to have God this thing was, destroyed? Afraid. Are you referring to the like John Steinbeck esque chapter with the with the note flying <laughs> through town and like touching the lives of everyone? <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was a little like it, I mean I think it it's interesting and I'm I'm curious to see what you're going to say about the the religious aspects of this book or the the version of it that has those in it because it definitely seems like a thing that is. Uh, like it seems very like the 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 fates wanted this to happen. They wanted this thing to be disrupted. Otherwise, why would that note get blown through all of these things and almost end up in the junkyard, but not quite? Goes a little bit further into their clubhouse, right through the window. Yeah, right, and it's like everything was just perfectly in place for them to find out about it and then ruin it. Yeah. So, listeners, what Josh is referring to is in chapter seven begins with several pages. Uh no wait it's the entire chapter it's it's several entire chapter the entire chapter seven is just a description of uh sort of this pastoral description of the day before the fair and this breeze that blows a fair poster through the air and it's this description of it sailing over all the cubs houses uh there's a beautiful two page spread of an illustration of Bear Town. <laughs> With the note and how it passes this flock of geese, and you see, you see the junkyard, you see several of the cubs' houses, you see the church, the police station, uh, you see Arfo Dog Food Factory, which apparently is just pumping, yeah, belching pumping out smoke dog, fume, into the air. dog food fumes. <laughs> two blocks they're taking away, stuff. Two blocks from everyone's house, which they're taking the stuff from the from the junkyard. If you, right if, you <laughs> if you live in Minnesota, if you live in the Twin Cities, uh, there is a city just south of here called Northfield, and Northfield is it's a big college town but it is also the home of a cereal factory and if you go through northfield on certain days when they are making the cereal it smells like breakfast cereal like you you roll down your window and you just get hit in the face with like the smell of lucky charms it's amazing uh i uh i lived there for a little while and yeah you wake up like oh it's a cereal day it's gonna smell like cereal the entire day yeah it's 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 stunning, and I can only imagine that Bear Town now must be the same way. Except with, instead of instead of uh, the green, pink hearts, orange stars, and green clovers wafting the air, it's dog food. Just this stink of dog food, just covering like oh, it's a dog food day, and just this like stench of canned dog food. So. Uh, the the yeah so the poster floats over the police station and it and it floats higher and higher and then it sails yes it sails into the woods behind the junkyard and it's just it's just this chapter and and Josh Josh brought it up is like is this just filler is them saying like don't try to defy the fates when it comes to mixing dog shows and church because <laughs> the hand of the lord will reach down like in the stand and guide you to your to your downfall like like as it, the hand of it, god set off trash can man's atomic bomb he said, "It's this here. It sets in motion uh, the da- like the the hubris of the cubs who thought they could bring dogs into the churchyard." It's funny because the minister is 
totally on board with him from the start, but it really comes up with this and Mama and the police. All these authority figures. We're talking about your mother, mm-hmm. your police chief, yep. and your and your God. <laughs> saying like a church fair can trio. be about three three Yeah, can be about three <laughs> things. Three things, three holy spirits, three things. It can be a fabulous bake sale. Yeah. An amazing sale of hardly used clothing. <laughs> And an attic sale, which I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Just send us your junk. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Jewels from the attic sale. We didn't have garage sales in Nova Scotia. We had yard sales. So we didn't have garages. Didn't see a lot of those. Went to some flea markets, traded in five Nintendo games for one Nintendo game. That sort of thing. Yeah. Got shareware, got shareware for computers, old toys, uh, beat up transformers. But when I first when I moved to to minnesota i went to my first church sale uh, my wife's grandmother asked us to go to one and i spent the entire time worried that everyone else there went to the church oh except me like they all seem to know each other in a way that i'm not used to in america yeah like they they all were like oh we all know each other and all of them seem to not want to be there <laughs> But instead, be <laughs> watching the Vikings somewhere because all they were doing was talking to each other, asking each other what the score was for the Vikings game. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's an element of the church sale that we don't get in this book. Uh, everyone's really into it. Yeah, everyone like the town is legitimately into this church fair. Like it legitimately is the Great Bear Town Church Fair. Like everyone is part of this church. There are no other denominations. Everyone is excited for it. Everyone loves the three tenants, the three pillars of this bakes of this church fair, the bake sale, mm-hmm. the amazing sale of hardly used clothing, and the jewels from the attic sale. Um, <laughs> like they are worried, some of them are worried about the super duper dog show with a prize for each and every dog. Which that seems to be the the, the, the tipping point for why there are too many dogs right. at this Cause, dog uh, show. Because you because we didn't mention this, but there is a the, there is an award like a prize. Uh, for if you win this dog show, uh, which is which is was like a lifetime supply or a year supply of of yeah, Arfo, dog food, Arfo dog, dog treats. treats, yeah. Um, uh, Dr. Hairball is going to help with that or something. Yeah, and there's judges. Dr. Hairball is going to be one of the judges. Uh, so yeah, so there's there's stakes here. Like there's there's something at stake. But you're right. Like that is why everyone, people got excited about this because there is actually something to win. Uh, Officer Marguerite is on church fair duty. She loves being on church fair duty because she gets to shop at the church fair. Is this, is this where she gets the cape? <laughs> she wants, There's a purple cape that she loves. What a lovely what cape. Would, a cape. Not like a, a scarf, not a shawl. Yeah. A cape. Like a magician would wear? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a magician's cape. I I think it's supposed to be a, like a, a, a like a cape you would throw on over a dress. If you were going to like a nice thing, you know, a cape. I, I, I guess I have not been to enough nice things. I've been to flea markets, of, of course. Uh-huh. I've been to I've been to a church sale, and yet here here I am. I have I am bereft of of experiences where I I or anyone else I know or anyone else I have seen have thrown on a cape. I don't over their I don't outfits. know how common they are anymore. I think now you would wear like a a jacket or a, a, a poncho. Well, again, again, 
This book came out in 2001. Were capes a thing then? Were capes a thing? I am, I am so not... My finger is so not on the pulse of women's fashion that... Or the cape community. I like that we, we, we are both parents of, of daughters. Right. I have no idea what I mean, anyone wears. I mean, but if Mitzi was like, I want a cape, I would be like, right, because you want to pretend you're a superhero, not because you're an officer of the law who wants to look nice at your next, like, policeman's ball. Well, yeah, if, like, Holly said to me, like, I need a cape, I'm like, are you going to set up, like, a crystal ball reading? Like, what's going yeah. on? Listeners to this show, let's uh, bring back the cape. When you go out to a fancy dinner, when it is safe to do so, again, of course, uh, wear a cape. See what happens. I mean, I looked it up. You can still buy women's capes, like... You can if you look it up, women's capes like they're out there. I don't want to. I don't want to limit this though. Anyone? I mean, like, like okay, if, <laughs> Wait, if, if Lando, if Lando Calrissian wants to call in to this podcast live <laughs> on the on the hotline and talk about his cape he wore, yes, that's fine. Now, as well. what's funny? I googled women's cape two thousand one, and two of the picture, two of the pictures are women cops. Uh, what? That is that is amazing. One is from Sergeant. Montesino Mina uh, and one is there's another there's another uh, I can't I just lost a picture oh no it's all these female cops and I think they're from a place called Cape Coral the Cape Coral (laughs) Police Department since 2000 they have capes but this confluence of just this this the fact that these words these search terms came together uh, women's cape 2001 and just show me a bunch of women cops and officer Marguerite is the one who wants the cape and you you were asking, is the hand of God involved in this? I think it is. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Cape maybe Coral, it, the Cape Capital. What if it's not? Wait, guys, 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 guys. What if it's not God? And I'm not saying it's not God. I'm not saying that. But what if it, instead of God, it was aliens? <laughs> oh, maybe so. That's true. We. I think everyone's excited to be at this, this church fair because they think they might find a copy of UFO Magazine on one of these tables. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I don't know if you're allowed to sell that at the church. <laughs> That's possibly true. They probably they'd probably have an issue where they equate God to being an alien or something. They would not like that. So, uh, so Marguerite wants the cape, and of course she's going to get the cape because she's a cop. And how can you not sell the cop the cape? Uh, but Bruno shows up. <laughs> Police chief Bruno shows up just to warn Marguerite that that this might be the calm before the storm. It's the dog show that worries me, which is great. Let's make the police officer even more nervous before the dog show starts. Uh, and, and then I love but how... why? It- I, I know that he's right. <laughs> yeah, right. But why is he right? Well, yeah. I lo- it, describes, it describes what the... So the, 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 the thing opens up. It describes what the bears do. And I love the description because it says they went pawing through the clothing. They tried on hats. They tried on gowns. They tried on the purple cape. And then at one point it says, they looked through broken telescopes. They sat on chairs with no bottoms. And when I first read that, it read as if, like, though the bears had no bottoms, they still were able to sit on chairs. Wait, what? That's amazing. (laughs) That's like, they They wore gloves with no hands. And I'm like, oh, wow, like... That's incredible. They then wear I, shoes with no feet. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, wait. I get what they're saying. Uh, although why someone's selling a chair with no bottom, I don't know. It's a church sale. It's a- I, I say that like it's a thing that I know. They're, they're going to recreate that scene in uh, Casino Royale with uh, Le Chiffre and James Bond. <laughs> nope. 
<laughs> no, they most certainly are not. Not in Beartown. In Beartown, uh, James Bond just had to put his hands on a table and had it and had a ruler wrapped on his knuckles. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> um, we get a spread of of the fair. Everything looks like it's going okay, and that's when Too Tall and his gang show up. And what they have done is they have they have brought bags filled with stray cats. That's impossible. And that was what I was going to ask. <laughs> how, how much work did they? How did how did they do this? Okay, the fact that they give almost two pages to Scuzz having too dry a mouth to whistle, <laughs> and yet no pages are given to how they got cats, stray cats, in bags is phenomenal. Wow, what a great choice of what to go along with. If you have a handful of one and a handful of other, you have a handful of gold and a handful of a kid with a dry mouth. <laughs> They're trying to build whistle, tension and suspense. Yeah, I think this is also the most space we've ever dedicated to Scus. <laughs> it's a lot. It's okay. The I words do question- are big. Yeah, but I do still. question it though. But like, I think you're right though, because when we see that spread of the uh, the the havoc that is caused, there's at least a dozen cats there, if not more. So I I don't know how they were able to do that because that feels like that would be an impossible task. Yeah, and what I love is that Scuzz can't whistle because the the whole thing is that Scuzz is supposed to. They're going in to steal steal pilfer some uh some stray cats. And Scuzz is supposed to whistle if the police come by, uh, which is funny because if Scuzz wasn't standing there, the police wouldn't even think anything was going on. Like, <laughs> like it, the only thing that would tip the police off that anything was happening was that there's a lookout standing there. But so Scuzz is supposed to whistle. As Brian says, they devote two pages to Scuzz not being able to whistle because his mouth had gone dry. And then at the very end of the chapter, Too Tall comes back and he says, why didn't you whistle? Scuzz points to his lips and says, dry mouth. And Too Tall's whole response is, so what? And that's it. <laughs> and then he's like, come on. It is of no consequence. What's <laughs> For having multiple characters who are worried, and you're told many times, worried about this, and having, it seems like for a second, Too Tall's plan is going awry. It isn't. Yeah. Um, it leads to nothing. What Too Tall wants to do happens. You're right. Yeah. And <laughs> and I like what Josh said, though. The, you know, the whole buildup of suspense. And that combined with the with the poster chapter, with like the flying poster and everything. And I'm... I, I, I just have to to me like this is this is like Stan and Jan Berenstain like kind of flexing their writing muscles like we have sort of a dippy little like Saved by the Bell esque story here let's like make this a work of literature let's really like let's let let's add some literary tricks in here to really engage the reader and 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 in the case of the poster I'm like that's okay that's something that's weird and like an odd thing in a Berenstain Bears book. In this case though it is like what are you what are you building up to? Like what what is ha- what 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 is even happening? So yeah. So uh they get the they get the cats and then as it says the whole reason they do this is simply so Stan and Jan can write the 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 phrase <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's when Too Tall <laughs> let the cats out of the bag. And, I laughed. Yep. And we don't Did even they conceive get... of this entire book from that line? Right. They're like, ah, let's do that. And then they built a book around it. Oh, and what's also happened is we've spent this entire book with all of these dogs, like learning which tricks they know, getting to know their owners, and they never get to do the dog show. No, like <laughs> nothing that we are built up for <laughs> happens. Like in the very back fourth of the book, we introduce what Tutal wants to do. He does it. He wants to ruin the the dog show and the and the the church fair. He does. Then there's chaos and poop, and then it's over. Yep. Uh, chaos indeed. Uh, the dogs start running all over the place. Uh, Greaves gets pulled around by Sasha and, Ma- and Yasha. Minister Jones gets cake on his head. Doctor Hairball gets a pie in the face. People are slipping, cream. slipping and sliding, falling all over the place. It's like the November rain video. Like <laughs> it's like something as in the November rain video, something innocuous occurs. It starts raining. Everyone's response is terribly outsized. That's a very long video. <laughs> yes. Like when that would come on, much music in Canada, I thought like, okay, this is the next chunk of my life if I decide not to change the channel. A good a, a good fourteen minutes of my life will be this this video. <laughs> so oh, and, so th- oh. this book is kind of like that because you could you could say that that chapter where the sign is flying through the air is like the Slash guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> is Slash supposed to be God? What's happening? <laughs> Nothing lasts forever, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, so yeah, so the dogs are running everywhere. Uh, hilariously enough. You know, the dogs get the clothes on them. Sasha gets the purple cape on her. Uh, everyone's falling all over the place. Things are falling and breaking. The attic sale stuff is destroyed. Officer Marguerite calls the police chief, the fire chief, and the dog catcher. I, I mean, I assume the dog catcher is there for the dogs. I guess the fire chief is there for the cats. Um, everyone's shouting oh, and screaming. This goes on for pages, by the way. Pages and pages. By the way, if if a, a little shout out to anyone who ever listens to the uh, Hot Diggity Dog podcast, uh, we know from that show that dog catchers hate dogs. Yeah, animal that is control a th- love killing dogs. <laughs> that is a thing that we have found. That it seems like any time in in media that a dog catcher is portrayed, they have an unnatural hatred of dogs it it not not as it would be in real life which is that if you work for animal control i don't know maybe you do hate dogs but to (laughs) me it seems like you want to help these dogs get off the streets or get out of bad situations so that they don't hurt anyone they don't hurt themselves uh it seems like you're doing it out of a, a affection for dogs but in the movies that we've watched it seems like their mission is to wipe every dog off the face of the earth dude and if you can Throw in, a, throw in a character who has uh, some sensibilities and uh, costuming like certain, I don't know, Germanic uh, armies of the mid nineteenth century. <laughs> <laughs> then all and all the better for some reason in movies that, while whilst I argue are for nobody, right, are in theory for children. <laughs> Well, and my thing is, do dog catchers exist? 
No, we've ever, had this you, conversation. Have you ever saw one? I've seen animal control officers and animal yes, control. Yes, that is like different though. Yeah. I think I that's called, different. I've called animal control once we were uh having our, our apartment bug bomb. It's a long story. And we had to take our cats to a hotel room nearby for the night, and my cat got out of her cat carrier and got out of the bed. I could not get her out from his hotel bed. And I also we hadn't told the hotel we had cats in the bed. <laughs> room so we had to call animal control to grab my cat from underneath this uh this hotel bedroom oh man they were very they were very nice uh my cat was very very upset with them (laughs) well because my thing is like we know that like what a dog catcher is from cartoons and like older movies but it's 2001 at this point and I guess Beartown would still have one. We do not meet the dog catcher in this book. The dog catcher uh, is not like a character character. Um, oh, I was going to say have us back for the uh, for the book all about him. <laughs> right. Uh, the dog catcher shows up with a big net, as you do, I guess. <laughs> um, how would you catch? And how would you catch? What What is he? Tr- they know whose dog. I was going to say, like, what's the point of it? I guess for the cats. I guess if you could put, if you could, if if a bunch of children could get these cats into a bag, I assume the dog catcher could get cats into a net. I guess that's the point. I hope somebody has gets a, a lot of kids get a lot of like shots after this for all the cat scratches they were going to get. Oh wait, here's this: the dog catcher came with a big net. They got the cats out of the tree. They turned them loose. Wait, what? That's it. The dog catcher gets the cats out of the tree with a big net, I guess, and then turns them loose. I don't know what the point of that was. Back in the junkyard, I guess. I was really, I was like, okay, what is, what is the end game of this book at this point? Like, they caught and released the cats already, and what is, what is going to happen? And I did not see the idea that the dogs were going to eat a lot of food and then poop everywhere yes so the culmination of this whole story is that arfo has brought all these bags of dog treats as prizes in the hubbub the dog treat bags get they they tear open the dog treat bags to get the dogs to calm down um Uh, i think i thought it was too tall uh snuck over the truck and what did oh, they, he did. Yeah, they, because they, because he threw the bags open at the dogs because he is a agent of chaos. Yes, yeah. yeah, Snuff hadn't apparently Snuff doesn't chase the cats like all the other dogs. He is He's, entranced by the picture on yes. the side of the Arfo dog oh, but, treats oh, truck because he he loves Arfo dog treats. The only thing that he loves more than lemonade. <laughs> so what's weird is. Too Tall and the Gang caused the chaos, and then Too Tall and the Gang stopped the chaos. They Yeah, they should be lauded as heroes. They're the ones who are like, all right, all right, all right. This has gone on far enough. Let's get the dogs all over here. Like, I don't understand. Like, I guess maybe he just thought, ha-ha, this will waste dog tree. Like, maybe that's what it was? Yeah, I think that is what it is, because they see, they see Snuff staring at the, the side of the truck, and they're like, ah, okay, so they jump on there, it says it gave them an idea, and they sneaked onto the, the truck, they let the gate down, and then they threw down the bags, which all broke open, and then that's when all the dogs kind of go crazy and stop chasing the cats and run over and just start eating all of the dog treats. Yeah, so they eat all the treats, uh, and like... 
all the treats. Like they eat so many treats that the dogs like bellies are like, distended. They can't move. They're just laying on the ground. Like there's so like the dogs are not in good shape. And I don't know if the writers knew this or not, but like you don't eat your fill and then immediately start defecating. <laughs> unless unless you were already going had plans your body had plans because to be defecating at that point anyways because the dogs it says the dogs didn't get to do their tricks except for pooping all over the place was that a trick of one of the dogs <laughs> <laughs> i don't know and i'm like did they just sit there? like did they round up the cats and then just be like, the dogs are so full, we've got to just, everyone just stick around. Yeah, these giant balloons are just on the on the lawn. We got to wait till they're, yeah. they're, they release some air before we can take them home. Then they, but like, so- page, page 84 is about the dogs pooping all over the place. And then every page afterwards, last th- two pages are about that problem well uh, <laughs> except for the page that is someone went into the church designed and printed up new certificates for the owners of the dog saying that the church fair dog show will be known forever as the great run amok dog show uh and that this Who is the, last the word one. run amok that off like off the top of your head would you use the word run amok <laughs> uh i will now Okay, cool. Um, And then they're like, "Well, what should we do? What should we do?" They're like, "So they decide to put off the fair till the for for a for a couple of weeks because the 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 churchyard was literally destroyed. I assume that like graves were open as well. Like I assume like (laughs) all like this is this extended far and wide." And then the dogs defecated into (laughs) right, right. It just got really bad. (laughs) <laughs> really awful the pooper scooper cleanup gang had to be there yeah so too tall in the gang can either go to jail <laughs> <laughs> i love that this is their option they, which which uh, did happen in the last book uh too tall in the gang were caught stealing all the cigarettes and they got sent to judge gavel who tends to put them in juvie so oh, they didn't get the option to go work at a cigarette factory or something <laughs> They get you gotta go smoke all of the cigarettes and pay for them. Dude, they make Brother Bear smoke ten cigarettes in a row to get into their <laughs> oh gang. Oh my god. Ten cigarettes in a row for a kid who's never smoked before. I was like, he, he would vomit. I was gonna say he'd be vomiting all over the way. They would be the vomit scooper gang at that. <laughs> oh, that is which is funny because the the very end of this book is is a picture of of the dog snuff. holding his snuff, holding his mouth like he's about to vomit. Yeah. That's not what he did. Right. No, he should be holding his butt. <laughs> Maybe he's about to have an oral bowel movement. That's a very big job to clean up all this poop. I've done 250 episodes of this show. I think I'm allowed to say oral bowel movement on this show. <laughs> Arfo, more like barfo. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking, too, when I when I saw it. I was like, is that like a thing? Like. So, yeah, so two tall and the gang have a choice. They can either go to jail or they can be, they can clean up all the poop in the churchyard. And I would, I might have gone to jail. <laughs> it says they could change their name to the Pooper Scooper Cleanup Crew gang and clean up the whole terrible, awful, 
rotten and smelly mess. So not only is the poop there, somehow the poop has gone bad. <laughs> it's no longer fresh poop. It is now it is now past its ripeness. Yes. <laughs> Whereas it would most likely just be like white and hard. <laughs> I mean, after two weeks, poop is actually easier to clean up. I mean, some of the dogs may have come back and tried to eat it. <laughs> the dogs oh, do. That is true. Especially that big, that big uh, sheep dog. Oh, absolutely! That dog <laughs> how, loves it. How long did they have to change their name for? Was it until <laughs> the job was done, or is this a permanent change? Did they buy T-shirts that say it? And since the gang used to be called Two Tall's Gang, is his name now Pooper Scooper? <laughs> yes, that's his name. That's his game. <laughs> Pooper Scooper Grizzly. Here he comes. And now Queenie's <laughs> never going to take him back after this. Oh, she will. So, yeah. So, they have to clean up the poop. And then it's like Snuff would never be able to look at another Arfo dog treat again. And as you mentioned, like, so Snuff is the one. Snuff is obsessed with Arfo dog treats. But that's the end of that's the end of that. That's the end of that fun for that poor dog. Uh, I do love the illustrations in this book. There's a lot of two-page spreads that I think are very nicely done. Um, But, guys, would you recommend the Berenstain Bears, the Run Amok Dog Show? I I would because there are very few books in general and i've read a lot of babysitter club books and other books that end with dogs just pooping everywhere and the bad guys having to clean it up yes although most of the the babies most of the babysitters club books do end with all the babysitters pooping everywhere (laughs) (laughs) that's christy's big idea (laughs) pooping Uh, I would say, I would say yes. Uh, I, I would recommend it. Sure. I, the thing that I liked the most, uh, and we didn't, we didn't really touch on it much, but the fact that everyone that we meet that you say are, are like first time characters that are not in the other books, um, with the exception of maybe Queenie, every, everyone is trying to train their dog to do something. Yeah. And they just, adapt to whatever their dog is normally going to do and make that their trick, which I thought was very funny because it shows how lazy these people are and also how how, uh, strong and in control these dogs are. Well, it's... But that's also, like, a would-be a cool lesson or, like, a thing, like, you know, like, oh, we thought we could do this, but this can't be as big a deal as we wanted it to be, so we'll make do with what we have. Like, that's a that's a good, like, lesson for a book, is, like, you can, if you, you know, like, maybe you can't achieve everything you wanted, but you work with what you got. Like, and that's what the kids yeah. do. Unfortunately, that's not the lesson of the book. <laughs> I don't know if there is one. I don't think there is, because, yeah, I, I think the only lesson is don't mix dogs and, and religion, and also... If you if you let a bunch of cats loose at a dog show, you'll succeed in your goal of messing up the dog show. And this is a book that, with the concept, you could easily add a lesson, especially if you were making a version of it that was more more overtly religious. They just never chose to do they it, and I respect that. I totally <laughs> never did it, and I totally respect that. It's it's amazing. It, I like. It's great. It goes from it's being a book. it goes from being a a a a a, 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 a educational opportunity to just a book worth some things happen. And <laughs> it's just it's just a moment in the life of this crazy town. In this crazy town. Well, speaking of dogs, speaking of pooping, and I know we've kind of covered it already, but gentlemen, tell our listeners where they can find you guys. 
yeah, so we have uh, a couple shows. Um, I will uh, talk about one, and then I'll allow Brian to talk about the other. Uh, you can find us uh, every week on PredictoCast. Uh, it's a movie podcast where we watch the first 10 minutes of a movie that we know nothing about, and we try to predict what happens next. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. We watch a lot of weird, obscure stuff. If you look at our back catalog, it's probably one of the more uh, unique back catalogs you might find. <laughs> There's so many strange, weird movies on there that you've probably never heard of. We haven't either. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, Phil, you were you were on one not that long not ago, that long ago yeah. which was which was a really good time. We talked about a very sleazy Eric Roberts movie. Very. Uh, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And and we have another show, Skinner. Yeah. So uh, for quite some time, we've had on our Patreon for PredictoCast a sideshow called Hot Diggity Dog. Uh, we realize this is actually the most marketable idea that we actually have. Uh, and we are not letting anyone uh, get a chance to, see, to hear it. So we are now making it its own feed, Hot Diggity Dog. You can find us at Hot Dog Pod at Twitter and other places. Uh, we Every week, every month, we're basically like we, we do, we are covering a new dog movie, which we pick at random from four movies that are in a queue at any particular time because dogs have four legs. Oh. And... <laughs> and yes i got him to say it yes after so many years and uh we watch that movie we cover it we have a good time generally not but we try to <laughs> and then we we have so many of our of these movies on our back catalog from the patreon that have been locked away uh that we are now re- we were releasing once at the week after the new episode a back catalog episode of so many so many dog movies that you may not know exist, but you need to know exist because they are out there and they are legion. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you would think that making a movie with a dog is like the last thing you would want to do if you were trying to do an, like a like a, an, an easy, quickie project. But it just seems to be the go-to for a lot of people. Like, just, just get a dog in here. And they're, and they're so not aimed at anybody <laughs> like a kid would never find these entertaining yeah my first... if you sat down if you sat down with your grandparents you would have a bad night yeah there was a movie that came out what was the movie that came out in the 90s fluke the movie fluke which was about yeah. a dog and it was marketed as like oh this is a fun movie for families and then you buy it and it's like guys reincarnated as a dog and there's like a murder and it got really grim and like about like Ooh. life and death. And I was like, Oh, I've never seen that. So we'll have to do it on the show. Oh, fluke. And like the cover is like fluke. And it's in like goofy letters and like, this Oh, little... he's got, yeah, it's this cute little puppy and he's got his legs in some big human shoes and yep. it's, it's very adorable. But and... yeah, apparently it's about a reincarnated guy, which we've done movies where a person is reincarnated as a dog. Yup. And you're like, Oh no, this is, oh, yeah, Matthew Modine. Yeah. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Like Ron for children. Ron Perlman, John Polito, and Samuel Jackson. And <laughs> we're definitely doing that movie. It's a, it, I, I want I want to stress to everyone out there, because if you have a mental image of what a dog movie is, that we have watched about what, twenty of them now, Josh? I, I, we're close to thirty, I think. Close to thirty, okay. That's way too many for my life. But there's not any podcast out there, and there's so many bad movie and other movie, classic movie 
podcasts out there, none of them have seen on film as many dogs <laughs> die oh. as we have. Like I, I like you make these movies for ostensibly children and family, and they always write it like, you know what? Let's kill the dog. Why would you do that? And it's always it's half time it's a fake out, but still. And that is why, why do you have to kill the dog? That is why the website does the dog exists. So people can check and see if that happens and not have to deal with that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I've had to deal with it. You guys have to deal with it. Well, yeah. I have to deal with getting my kid to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to have to wrap this up. But I will say that if you're looking for me, I'm at BerenstainBearCast.com. You can find me on Twitter at BStainBearCast. You can write to me at BerenstainBearCast at gmail.com. Write into the show. Let me know what you think. Keep watching. Keep listening. I don't know what happens on this show anymore. It's about the Berenstain Bears. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for being on the show again. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you for having us. And for my cat, Jess Poop. Oh, hey, just like in this book. Just like in the book. And for everyone else out there, I will see you all next time deep in bear country. Deep in dog. <laughs> no, no.